podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Final score in Rotterdam, final two, nine-man Celtic now in a tough night on the road for Celtic in match day one. Uh, lots to be learned, lots to cover and we'll, we'll crack right on. This is Tino with the Final Whistle Show, joined here by James. James, your initial response to tonight's result? Um, not as bad as everyone thinks, I suppose. You know, it's fine margins at this level and all the fine margins went against us. We were ill-prepped, injuries played a part. But there was some individual performances. There's, there's probably four guys that didn't turn up for me um, and forced too many in any game. You know, one or two you can get away with, forced too many. I'll give you them now if you want. Hold on, um, hold on. I'm right, hold on, because I, I, I'd i like to get to them um, and I think it's important to get to them, but we'll, we'll catch it all in due course. I think you're right, though, just as a principle, one or two guys being off it, you might get away with domestically, let alone in Europe. Forced too many, but we'll get to it just shortly because there's lots to, to cover. Let's start with the lineup. Um, Joe Harrett and goals, as you'd expect, back four Alistair Johnson, Greg Taylor, Lager Bielka, and Scales. I don't know what kind of curse is hanging over Celtic in terms of uh, centre backs getting injured, but your, your emergency cover centre back finds himself injured for your you know your biggest game to date. Um, just bad luck for Nat Phillips, so he misses out altogether. Midfield three, as predicted, McGregor, O'Reilly, Hattati. And Palmer was a big shout up top. Palmer, uh, Maeda, and Kyogo. So, first of all, your thoughts on the lineup? Uh, Phillips is force. It just is what it is. You know, we were debating who was going to partner Phillips. The, it kind of fleeted between he's fit, he's not fit, he's not fit. But you just can't gamble on that because he's out for longer. And we've already got enough of that going on. So that that is what it is. Um, Taylor is what it is. There's nothing can be done there. So. Um, we're post-transfer window, so that, that's where we are. And uh, midfield three is the three we wanted. Um, the reason I didn't want Palmer um, is because he would force Maida right. I think I would prove right on that. Um, Maida was ineffective on the right. Palmer shows he's 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 got talent. You know, he's a talented player, but he seemed to hold up when he got in good positions and he got good deliveries to him. He seemed to then hold up, not knowing where to go with it, you know, so um, yeah, and then Kilgore top is, is the choice anyway. For Palmer, it, it was a huge chance for him, wasn't it? But I wonder if I wonder if it came too soon. Your, your general yeah. take on this game, is that this game maybe came too soon for this group? And, and there were signs that that's definitely been the case, but from Palmer's point of view, I think you can tell he's he's got something to offer. There's no great worries there and I think we'll see lots of him in the coming weeks and, and he'll get a chance yeah. to prove himself. There's folk that have written him off already and said that he's just another Haksabanovich and that's him done. That's just the world we're in just now. And actually, if you wanted to, if anyone wanted to right now, take 10 minutes on Twitter and you'll see all the madness of the day. There's loads of valid stuff, loads of good opinions, and there's so much nonsense that goes on uh, across the board, you know, just crazy shouts. Um, and I think to write off Palmer, uh, just as an example already, is one of those crazy shouts. Yeah, I mean, two weeks ago, Everyone's top three is Maeda left, Kyogo centre, and Abada right. So that would have given Palmer that bit more time to develop, learn the system, understand what he's meant to be doing in this system when he gets in those positions. But the fact that he was getting into those positions tells you that he's doing part of his job right. He's just not settled in enough to be able to execute what's what's required in totality. So 
I'm not worried there. You know, as much as I'm saying I wouldn't have picked them, I've, I've given my reasons for, for not picking them and they've kind of borne out, you know. So, um, but no problem with them going forward. A lot of development to be done, a lot of learning the system. So, you, end of the season, you'll be seeing what a player Palmer is. Yeah. Let's look at the first half in isolation. Um and, and you've got to be positive about it because there's lots of positives in general. Celtic, what, what you did see in the early stages and maybe the conditions played a part in it, really blustery night by the looks of a lot of wind and rain. But um, both teams, I think they cancelled each other out. You know, there was lots of slack possession, but it was actually quite a good contest. Where you're in neutral just watching that, you'd say this is a pretty decent game of football. It's back and forward. It's it's ebbing and flowing without any clear-cut chances. Um, but let's get to, to your point about some guys just not being on it because that's where ultimately you're going to struggle. I think we can start with the captain. 100%. Yeah. What, what, what about it? So, great performance at Ibrox and that's what you were looking for again. You were looking for a real scruff of the neck. Let's go. Uh, let's kick on here. I've I've been on this stage before, Champions League-wise. I'm ready to lead by example and he just didn't get going all night. Picked up a, a yellow card in the first half as well, which obviously hampers him, but he couldn't get going at all. A couple of things, very tight pitch, tough conditions, the ball was playing slow, but you're playing a really organised team, really disciplined team, and they knew that McGregor was the threat and they policed him really well. So when guys are breaking out of defence, you saw so many times there was no imagination coming from Hart, Johnson, Scales primarily in terms of bringing the ball out, but a lot of that's because they're looking for a McGregor, maybe an O'Reilly, and they weren't getting the ball through it then because he's just been so well policed. But that's, you know, when McGregor is getting surrounded like that, that's where Hatati and O'Reilly have got to step up. Hatati, very, very poor. If, if Hatati is on his game, then you can see McGregor policed, but then Hatati's available. He wasn't shown, and when he was shown, it was powder puff stuff. So those two combined, that's your engine room. Yeah, so I think you might have heard Arnie Slot's comments pre-match. He was very respectful of Celtic in general, fair play him for that, and very respectful about McGregor and what he's done at Celtic as you know as the captain and the, the leader in the midfield. And it's clear that they identified him as someone that they'd need to nullify, and they've done so. But the the point and the point I think you're making as well is that if if any team's spending so much focus on nullifying one guy, it frees up one of the others, whether it's O'Reilly or Hitati. We were all banging out, you know, for Hatati playing, and it was right to start Hatati, by the way, as well. You know, folk and folk are doing the whole, uh, you know, in retrospect, we should have started Turnbull. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense because we know Hatati's got the ability to do so much more than he done today. He had an off night. The reasons for which I'm not sure. You know, is it sluggish? Is it attitude? I don't know. But in terms of pure ability, he's got far more to offer. And the frustration is, yes, McGregor was nullified, and maybe that's. You know, you, I think we're right to criticise McGregor on the night, but maybe he was just stifled, you know, benefit of the doubt. But Hattati did find himself in key areas. It, it didn't replay for me. At the time. I watched the game on RTE, which I thought was refreshingly balanced. I believe you watched on BT or, or now TNT. Not so enjoyable, but you can give us your thoughts on that in a second. But there was a moment where Hattati broke, maybe midway through the first half, high-pressed by Celtic. They stole the ball. He just had to feed in Kyogo. I, I, I'm amazed that he never... And he tried a speculative shot and he's hit the first defender. And Hatati on form and, and ticking as he, as he can do, plays in Kyogo and you're, you're, every chance you're going to be 1-0 up. And there was a couple of other opportunities where we've stolen it and he's given it back just as quickly. And the signs were there early on that it wasn't going to be his night. No, but the signs were also there that 
you were going to get chances. And when you get chances in the Champions League, you need to take them. You can't be... I mean, that's greedy, that one with Kyogo. He's just thinking, I'll cement my comeback. Kyogo's 100% the ball there. He's got himself in a great position and he just has to roll it. And the two of them know how to play between you know, each other. They know each other really well. So he knows he can slot that. He knows what Kyogo's going to do if he does slot it in. That was really frustrating. And it just went downhill from there for, for Atati, for me. Yeah. Um, let's get the negatives out of the road because you've said there's four. Can we cut to the other two or is it more second half stuff for that? Uh, no, I mean, Taylor's passing. I thought we were given ample opportunity in the first half to to break and break fast. Um, I don't really want to criticise Scales because I thought he had a good game, but I thought he was really slow coming out. He kept playing the ball behind Taylor, which is so frustrating for a fullback. Because then he's got to turn back, he's facing his goal, he's got to get it back on his side and then start driving. But when that that, that wasn't always the case, sometimes you know, Taylor was getting good balls from other players and he was seeing there's no pass on and passing it anyway. That's just, you know, shirking responsibility. You can't be playing for Celtic in the Champions League and be doing that. The, the one that stood out for me, <laughs> there was an, an incident. I thought he had a really, really poor first 25 minutes. He actually found his feet a wee bit, Taylor, after that. But I thought almost every time before that he got it, he gifted it away. There was one where Kyogo dropped deep to try and flick on a header, maybe, I don't know, half an hour in or something. So Kyogo's your, your furthest up in the park. He drops deep to try and win the header. The flick on doesn't pay off, but it breaks to Taylor, who just booms it into the area where Kyogo would have been. But obviously he wasn't because he dropped deep. And it was just, you know, possession is king at any level of football, but it's certainly king in the Champions League where you just don't get you know, the ball all that often, you know, against certain teams. And I just thought, you know, whether it's Taylor or others, we were so wasteful in possession and, you know, just calming the game down, getting a foothold in it, you know, knocking it about a wee bit, which we'd done in spells at the first half, by the way, and it really nullified their threat in general. That's a really important part of the strategy, particularly away from home, vociferous home crowd, you want to quiet them down to an extent. But then when you start getting nervous and just booming it, you're playing right into their hands and, I thought Taylor was as suspect as anybody for that. Yeah, and it, and it sucks out all your composure. You know, the, the, your, your own team start to then panic because the ball keeps coming right back at you. You're not getting any time to settle. So it, it's not even just that he's not set up attack. He's, he's allowed them to start building attacks. You know, this is board stuff. You know, 70 million in the bank and Greg Taylor left back to the Champions League. That that only points in one direction, so not just just not good enough. Yeah, yeah, you, you can you can just call it as simply as that. You know, it's it's great celebrating those figures and looking at those figures, and it's brilliant that we're a we're a well-run club. But to your point, we recorded the weekly show just last night, myself, yourself, and Muff. To your point, what use is all that money sloshing about in there? And listen, the directors can still get their uh, or shareholders can still get their dividends and bonuses and all that stuff, and still leave tens of millions swimming around. There's no point in it being there. And, yeah, just to not upgrade at left-back out with anywhere else in the park, it's just it's just criminal. Um, you mentioned skills there. I, I think he needs to get real credit because all you can do is is play at the top of your game in terms of your own ability. And I thought he had a really good game defensively. His positional sense yeah. is good. He, you know, he gets himself yep. in the right place to block things off. His distribution is a wee bit sloppy. And maybe, I know the occasions, you know, when he's played a wee bit behind Taylor and others, it's maybe born out of nerves. He doesn't maybe trust himself to play that ball ahead of the guy. 
but at least he's retaining possession. And I actually thought him and Joe Hart looked like they had a decent relationship in the first half. You can give me a thought. I thought Hart had a a really decent game. I really do. And we'll we'll get to the free kick just shortly. I thought he'd done his job and then some he saved. Apparently he's made some big saves late on. Um, But I think, you know, you're right to, you know, pick out a few guys. We've also got to pick out guys who stood up. um, And Liam Scales is one of them. Joe Hart's one of them. I thought Alistair Johnson gave a very honest performance. I thought O'Reilly was good till he tired. And I think he did tire. Um, Maeda gave you usual Maeda, you know, all industry, lacking quality a wee bit. And I think Kyogo lacked a wee bit of service. Let, let's get to the goal because it's, it's such a key moment in the game, isn't it? Um, well, actually, before it, it's important to mention McGregor picked up his book in, I think, around about 36 minutes. And five minutes before it, it was Lager Bielka. And at the time, uh, you're thinking you've got a centre half picking up a yellow card with 60 minutes to go away from home. That's a tightrope, and we know we've got little in reserve. So we can debate the second yellow card when we get to it, but the first yellow card, that means you're walking that tightrope, and it's it's foolish. He gave it away, and he was so over-eager to, to redeem himself, he's, he's ended up needlessly filling the guy and picking up the yellow. So important to mark that. But then you're getting towards halftime. Uh, it's been a good half. You're, you're ready to stick the kettle on and enjoy your, your tea and your had a wee Fredo. I don't know if you'd have some chocolate in for whatever, but... That's all here. <laughs> so you're ready to enjoy it uh, and then it's you, you could argue it's a wee bit naive from O'Reilly to give away the free kick because the guy's going nowhere really he's running into a lot of Celtic shirts however it's a free kick I don't know what the distance is between 25 and 30 yards out maybe closer to 30 um, I'll give you my opinion you can you can give me your response I, I wish we had a goalie here Paddy's goalies union isn't he and, and I'd like to maybe reach out to some goalies on Twitter or otherwise the job of a goalie is to guard one side of the goals, whilst his wall is set up to guard the other side. When you set up a wall, the, the rules are very generally, don't move, don't jump, cover yourself, and stay where you are. And that, that's it. Keep it nice and clear. Kyogo's been in the wall, so that, that's a mistake, first of all. I, I don't know. Celtic should be covering all the bases, right? And when it comes to different things they work on at Lennox Town, part of their work, I'm sure, will be defensive free kicks. And it should be straight away that Joe Hart says, yep, I get my three centre-backs and a midfielder or a, you know, two midfielders, two centre-halves, whatever it is. I've got a four-man wall, I've got a three-man wall, and these are the guys that go in it. Kyogo at five foot, whatever, isn't one of your guys. He, For me, he stays highest up the park. He's your out-ball if you do win it back. So why he's in the wall, I don't know. Was it ad hoc? Was it planned? I'm not sure. But even if you have gone with Kyogo, if Kyogo doesn't move, there's no no issue here. That you, you don't even have to debate whether Joe Hart's at fault or whatever. It hits Kyogo midriff, it breaks down and we get to half time. So yes, you can you can argue that Hart's slow getting over, but he's slow getting over because his job is to beat the other side, guarding the other side of the goal. So I, I, I honestly, I, I'm, I absolve him almost completely, absolve him completely of blame. And I just think it's down to the wall, but that in itself is, is pure defensive planning. What's your take? 100% agree. Hart, totally uh, guilt-free on this one. Um, that's what keepers do. That's why they set up in that position. I'm covering this, you cover that. Um, I, I think there's a, a deeper issue within it. Um, where's the voices saying, hey, he shouldn't be there, he should be over there. If Kyogo's even on the, the furthest left, looking towards the uh, final goal, then he's covering any kind of sneaky low shots, near post kind of stuff. Doesn't need height for that, fine. But where's, you know, leaders like... You know, Greg Taylor, to a certain extent, he's not shy. Why is why is Lager Bielka, Scales, Taylor, McGregor, Hart, all those kind of guys saying, oh, wait a minute, 
that's not how that should be. How many walls of Lager Belkin skills been in their careers, McGregor? You know, they all know what a, what a good wall looks like and what a bad wall looks like. That's a bad wall. He just doesn't belong there. Um, I'm fine with him being in the wall, but just not where he was. But then you, you take that to, you know, he's in the wall now. If he doesn't move, it just takes, you know, it takes some mid-drift or something and the ball gets cleared and spilled or whatever. But it's because he turns off square, he's facing the, the stand side, and that gives the gap. Hart would need to be absolute dynamite on his feet to get across to that because he's covering so in such a biased position towards his right-hand post. And he's there for a reason because he's well covering the rest. So all the wall, all the leaders in the team, they're at fault, not Hart. Yeah. And I think that's... I've mentioned Lagerbielka's yellow card as the, the, the first thing that's gone wrong for me. And then it's the it's the wall and it's and it's it's, it's hard, hard to criticize as such because it, it just comes down to eagerness by Kyogo, but it's naive and, and that's the bottom line. And I put something out today about Kyogo, you know, this is his time to shine and hit the big stage and you know and, and take his opportunity and score at this level. I believe he can score at this level, and if he gets the service from Hitati and others, he does score tonight. But in terms of that, he's also got a job to do, you know, he's a first line of defense, and if he has part of the ball. He also, you know, he doesn't have to have been in many walls in his career, but he's certainly seen a lot of walls and he knows, that, he knows that you just don't move, don't jump. And that changes the tone of everything, doesn't it? Because I think Celtic kept them at bay for large spells in the first half. And I think it's a real lively home crowd, isn't it? It's a great stadium, but it looks like a great atmosphere. I'm sure it was good for the fans, to, you know, to be a part of it. But you keep them at bay at half time. It's a, it's a different half time for everybody. It's a different half time for their fan base and the Celtic fan base. It's a different message that comes across from Rodgers, from Arnie Slot. The players feel differently about themselves. But all of a sudden, you go in and it's heads down and it's, geez, for everything we put into that first half, despite some guys having an off night, we're well in this game. And they'd have come out the second half full of belief. And instead, what we've seen was the opposite, wasn't it? It was final to come out and took the, the second half, at least initially, by the scruff of the neck. Yeah, and that's very disappointing for me. Um, between the management, the captain, and, and the rest of the team, um, we came out looking meek. I thought in the second half, rather than determined, and with the self belief that we'd got it to such a point in the first half that we would be considered relatively unlucky, unlucky to go in one down. We didn't. We, we looked, looked like we came out kind of more worried about protecting not losing a second. And I know that's important, obviously, early stage of the second half. But there was then no drive, no self-belief, no positivity. And then you're you're inviting a team on you. You know, I just thought that was all. First 15 minutes, second half, just timid. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. And I think yeah, it's disappointing to lose a goal and it, and it does change everything, like I mentioned. But it should also, you know, once you get in, have your first couple of minutes, get your water on board, sit down, take your, your energy gels, whatever you do as a player, and then get the manager's message and get fired up again and get back out there. And yeah, there's a disappointment that they never come out with more about them. You know, that, that in itself was a frustration. There's so much to get through then in the second half, you know, and and, and that's this is when the game started to swing. So first notable thing is that, that we make a couple of changes just short of the hour mark. So Yang comes on for Palmer, and it's the right move. Palmer was out of path by then. Uh, and Thiago Home comes on for an underperforming Real Hitati. I've no problem with Thiago Home coming on. Uh, you know, a lot of people are saying, 
well, this is what you get. He shouldn't have been anywhere near it. He's a 21-year-old kid. Champions League's not his level. I don't believe this is beyond his level, but we'll get to him shortly in terms of what a bit of... He, he showed naive. good energy when he came on. He showed yeah, but, really good energy that we were lacking. Yeah, and it's a bit of naivety again that's cost him. It's not because he's out his depth, far from it, but it's you know a bit of naivety. However, before all that, so it's 64 minutes, it's Lager Bielka. Um, so there's two things at play. A, is it a penalty? B, is it a second yellow card? What's your response to those? I think Lager Bielka is pretty much in control of the situation. You know, he sees the ball coming in, he sees the danger, he knows that his goalie's the favourite to get that. So he's shielding the ball. The striker starts pulling him all over the place, knocks him off balance, which raises his hand up, and then the guy runs across his, his arm. I think that everybody's been absolutely conned there. Um, the fact that that's gone to VAR, and they can see in slow motion that his jersey's getting pulled, like it'll be because his jersey's getting pulled, and they're just ignoring that. And all they're looking at is, did his arm come up and did it um, clip the guy? If that's a penalty, then Palmer's a penalty you know, five, ten minutes earlier on when Kyogo's closed down the goalie. And I don't think it was a penalty, by the way. It was just a kind of a clash. But if you're going to be so sensitive on one clash, you need to be sensitive on both. Um, very, very poor from VAR because there's a clear, clear foul on Lager Bielka and that's what it should have been as a result of the VAR. I think you're right. I think it's just the last action they've looked at, hasn't it? You know, they've just said, yeah. you know, has there been contact? And listen, I think there is contact, but it's, Aye, it's natural it coming together. Let's not forget that football still at this moment in time is officially a contact sport and, you know, there's going to be a bit of grappling at different times and I think Lager Bielka's, in the natural way of things, is he's trying to free himself for the guy. Yes, his arm is up. There is nowhere near enough weight on his contact. I think he catches the guy in the chin or chest or something. And you can see the guy doing the, the theatrics to make it look worse than it is. But this, I suppose, comes back to the, the fact that, well, it's not apparently first of all, but Lager Bielka knows from the 31st minute, I think it was, that any incident he's getting involved in, he has to be very careful. And this is where he's been, you know, he's come undone. You know, it's as harsh as it is, it's what leads to him, you know, taking his red card. And that leaves you with an absolute mountain to climb. Let, else, you know, forgetting the penalty just in terms of general 11 v 10. Yeah, but what else can he do? Not go for the ball? You know, he's, he's got to be in there. Yeah, I agree. My bigger point is it's the first half booking that's his, his naivety. Second half, yes, of course he's got to battle, but he's got more leeway to do so if he doesn't pick up the foolish card in the first half. Yeah, I didn't accept that, but yeah, it was, it was a sloppy, a silly yell to give away in the first half. Yeah. Um, apparently, credit to Joe Hart. <laughs> it looked like they were trying their best to get a retake, you know, with some different uh, angles that were on it. Oh, but it's fine. He's, he's got a foot behind the line. It's a really decent save. I don't know if you got it in your commentary. I heard that um, Joe Hart saved penalties against Messi and Ibrahimovic, amongst others in his career. So at least you've got a bit of hope. You know, you had the whole Craig Gordon thing for a while who just, no, don't worry about it, penalty taker, just roll it in because he's not saving it. Um, yeah. At least Joe Hart gave you something there. And It'd have been easy to just chuck it and accept that it was going to be 2-0, but Joe Hart wasn't allowing that to happen. You know, he stood up big and he could question how good a penalty it was or not, but his job is to save it and he'd done that well. Um, and at that point, you're thinking, right, okay, it's a bit of a reprieve. We're still down to 10 men, but can you get, you know, something in the game? Obviously, Rodgers has realised the severity of the situation and he's been forced into a change. So, Tomoki Awata, the lesser question sport. Question on that. Yeah? A question on that. Yep. Saving the ball, when the penalty's saved and the ball goes for a corner, that's when you make that sub. There was a real chance for Feyenoord from that corner, and it was because we were from a broken ball from the corner, and it's because we didn't have any enough cover at centre half. Why was that sub not made as soon as the penalty was saved and went for a corner? It's a good question. We don't know if the you know Celtic were maybe trying to 
make the sub and the refs allowed to play on it. It's, it's, it's not clear. I, I don't hope know. that's the case. Yeah. So they made the sub eventually, 67 minutes. Awata comes on for Kyogo. <laughs> It'll be so frustrating for Kyogo. You've seen him at the final whistle. He cut a, a, a dejected figure because this is his platform, and, or he certainly believes it is, and, and I believe so as well. And he's disappointed because he's not got the chances on the night, and his night is then cut short. So Awata comes in. Um, and I think it's a minute or so later for Thiago Holm, who I like, who I rate, who I think can go on to be a really good player for Celtic. I've seen it in real time, and I thought, now nah, that guy's made a meal of it. I've seen it in slow-mo. The guy still has made a meal of it, but Thiago Holm, he's gone to ground and then inexplicably lifted the studs for me. And I can't argue with it. I'd, lo- I'd love to debate it. I just think it's foolish from him. I really do. Straight red for me. No complaints. Um, a lack of experience at, at this level. Maybe that's a bit lazy because any level of football in the modern day, that's a red. So it's maybe just you saw him when he came on, he was kind of bursting with enthusiasm, chasing down goalies. He was in positions he, strictly speaking, shouldn't have been in, but he was bringing a bit of energy to the team that was sorely missing. But he's carried that into over exuberance in the challenge. I don't think he's going out to, to do the guy or anything. He's just. No. I don't know. He's just got it. He's got the tackle all wrong, and yeah, the referee's spot on there. I think so. The bigger frustration is Thiago Holmes watched his teammate Lager Bielka take the walk just five minutes prior. So you know you're up against it. You're in the trenches. Listen, I'm not. It's not one of those ones where it's a cowardly move and he's left his mates in the lurch. It's nothing like that. It's just foolish. It's just over enthusiastic, naive. Pick your favourite word, whatever. Um, but you're 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 already looking at a real uphill battle at 11 v 10 11 v 9 is torture and what a shift for the players out there and and you've seen that tiredness coming in you know the the fullbacks were really stretched for Celtic at that point you know Johnson's having to do the work of two men Taylor's getting doubled up on that kind of thing and ultimately that's how they've got their their second goal they did score obviously uh, immediately from the free kick after mm-hmm. Thiago Holmes incident but it was rightfully called offside but actually we got away with one because we just went sleeping I think we were shell shocked. I think we were all yeah. at sea, and that, that's a. It's, it's not going to. It's not a vendetta, but that's a Callum McGregor job. Turn around and go. Listen, he's gone. Make your peace with it. Get your head right and get yourself set back Step. up again. And nobody yeah. pulled us together. And I just thought we were all at sea. They've noticed that they've played the quick free kick, and for the sake of a couple of inches, uh, that could have been two 0 at that point. We've got away with one. It was the right decision, but we've got away with it. But five minutes or so later. Uh, they've stolen at the back post. They've worked it well to get it into the box. Johnson's trying to clear the danger, but he inadvertently heads it back into a dangerous area. The guy's got out his feet and he's crashed it high into the net. I've no problem with how the goal happens. I think it happens because you're you're nine against eleven, but you then get fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes of regulation time. Actually, we ended up with seven minutes extra as well. But fifteen minutes, and honestly, at that point, you'd probably say you'd you'd have taken two now, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think that does a. Decent amount of credit um, goes to the guys for for not collapsing because that's what most teams do in that position. Be nine men, two down. You've been chasing shadows for forty minutes or whatever. You know they they collapse and end up losing their three, four, five, nothing, and it's a real demoralising defeat. And you know really hits your goal difference for what looks like it's going to be a tight group. Yeah. So I think credit to them for for driving on. Um, not that there was much going on up the park. Um, and what was going on was a wee bit clumsy, but then that's because you're doing the job of two men in various positions. So 
no problem there. But they, they held on. I mean, hold on for a two 0 Jeez, oh man. <laughs> you know, you're happy with that. That's that's the position we they put us in. Yeah, didn't say happy, but you know, I'd accept it at that time. Yeah. What you've got, you know, you're right, it's, it's tired legs, tired minds, tired everything. Um, certainly, I've tried to freshen up. They've brought on Bernardo and O, who both worked hard enough. You know, they came on about 82 minutes. So I would say for the last eight, but you've got seven on top. So for the last 15, uh, they've worked hard. They've just, O and Yang at that time have tried to give us an out ball, but we don't have a genuine striker. But we're stretched all across the park. And I think you do have to credit the guys for that. They continued to work hard and it felt like a thankless task for the you know the remaining nine guys in the park. But they've they've had a job to do. And actually, who knows, we might look on in five games' time now and say, keeping that at 2-0, is what has allowed us to now go through in third or second position. Because I tell you what, for me, right, so that, that's a game done and dusted. They get another goal chopped off for offside. Fine. It finishes 2-0. For me, th- this group is wide open. Wide open because Feyenoord is a group one team. I, I, I'm calling it here now and I'm, I'll not be the only one. Celtic will beat Feyenoord at Celtic Park. I think by the time we get to that and I think by the time that you know, Celtic's injuries settle down and, and you know, just things just start to, to bed in. You, you made the call in advance of this game. This game probably came too soon for Celtic. I totally agree. I think by the time they come back to Celtic Park, we beat them. And Lazio drawn with Atletico Madrid in the other game, a 95th minute equaliser by Lazio's goalie, by the way. Uh, that's a perfect result for us. And we've now got yeah. Lazio at home uh, in a couple of weeks' time. And that's a real game to look forward to. And there's, there's everything to play for then and beyond. Yeah, and you know the most frustrating thing, a galling thing about tonight is that is a beatable team. You know, I totally agree. We'll beat them at Parkhead, but I think Lazio and Atletico will beat them home and away. I think they'll, you know, they've obviously got Jimenez and the Japanese lad to come back, which will add quality to them. Um, but they were very poor for me. I don't see them going anywhere near um, retaining their Eredivisie uh, trophy this year. Yeah, I've now I've now seen plenty of fire and. Two games of worth a PSV and PSV the better side for me. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, pot one side, but the early signs are that maybe it's us and them that scrap it out for second or third, and, and we'll need to see. I've not seen anything save for the the equalising goal there by Lazio. I've not seen anything of that game. I'll watch those highlights, but my feeling would be that Atletico will become the favourites in the group. They seem to have the the upper hand. That's a great point for them away from home. They'll be disappointed not to have got all three, and they'll probably nudge into early favourites for the group. But Celtic, as I say, they've now got this opportunity against Lazio and it's a couple of weeks further down the line. It's a couple of weeks to to get, you know, the Palmas and the Bernardos and Hatati up to speed and different things. So, yes, it's, you know, you watch the 90 minutes and of course there's frustration and there's the, the what has become the cliche of Celtic away from home in Europe and the, the disaster that it can be. But actually, I think, we spoke briefly before coming on air, on air here, I think you can pinpoint it to a couple, two or three very specific naive moments. It's Lagerbielka's first yellow card, it's a poor wall, and it's Thiago Holmes' naivety, you know, in terms of what he done. And you can add Lagerbielka's second yellow, which is debatable if he doesn't get the first. And out with those moments, there's lots of good stuff. Yes, there's players off form, players should be doing better, but we were well, well in that game, particularly the first half. The first half showed that 11 v 11, all things being equal, away from home, as I say, in a hostile environment, Celtic showed a lot of character. They showed a lot of character at Ibrox. It's a team where you've got a bit of bravery. You've got guys willing to step up. And I think yeah, this is, again, where I think you need to give credit to a guy like Liam Scales. He shouldn't be on that park, just in terms of where he's at, ability-wise and different things. But he's been given an opportunity for different reasons. 
And I think he's one of relatively few players who, who really stood up and showed the character needed there uh, on the night. And yeah, as I say, you know, you can get caught up in, in a lot of stuff. I'm now trying to find the positives and it's not happy clapping. It's not just, oh, everything's fine. Yes, there's criticism for the board for not, you know, spending elsewhere. Yes, there's criticism of the captain for not stepping up tonight and, and, and lots of other things. But overall, I think there's still an opportunity for Celtic in this group. You know, we've shown we can we can go at them. We've, we've shown we can beat that team. You like to see individual uh, points in the game that, that, that cost us, but a refereeing wouldn't be Celtic in Europe without that as well. Um, so there, there's much to be positive about the the overall performance and result and what that means for, for this group with the five games to go. I think the most pressing concern for me is, is Celtic at the moment is, does McGregor need a rest? You know, because that's too many games in too short a space of time where we really need McGregor or someone else to step up. And if he's unable to do it for fitness reasons, I mean, the guy just plays football 24-7 for the last five years. So it's got to take its toll eventually. And whether that's domestically and then he's fresh for Champions League, fine, whatever. But it is a problem and it's a problem that needs addressed and it's got to be addressed immediately. Yeah, it's a really valid question. And we know that on top of his game, he's huge for Celtic. He's such a leader and he's he brings so much to the party. But he himself may benefit from that rest. And I don't know, we're away to Livingston on Saturday. Maybe there's the opportunity because you've got Bernardos and Thiago Holmes and O'Reilly's and Turnbulls and Hatati's and Awatas and maybe even Quans. You've got the bodies there to do it. And why not do it against a team like Livingston? If you can't beat Livingston with any 11, you know, from a Celtic set, set up, then there's a bigger question at play there. But I, I don't think it's harsh to be asking the question of, of McGregor. Um, you know, I think it's valid at this moment in time. And there's the other, the other question. How do you motivate the players? You know, they'll be disappointed tonight. I presume they're flying straight home after the game. But very quickly, they need to pick themselves up. This is the world of Celtic. You you need to go from what a brilliant atmosphere that was at the Coype, and then you need to go into the, the Tony Macaroni on Saturday. But that's life at Celtic, James, and that's something that, that Brendan Rodgers and, and the players get very well paid for. So that's their job to now motivate themselves for the, the next challenge at hand. But your final thoughts, James, as we wrap this one up for tonight? Just like your wounds reset, um, get back on with it. You know, um, every league game is a chance for these guys to improve and for, for them to work the system better so that when you come up against Lazio and, and you come up against the Atletico home and away, you're ready for it. Um, there's, like I said, this, this game came too early. But every week is a chance to to perfect the the model and the, and the system that we're playing. So yeah, there's 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 no chance of any you know follow through into into the weekend for me. And um, there's too many good heads in the dressing room to 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 stop that happening. So it's just get on with it, get your three points the weekend, and then you know just keep improving, keep improving. Yeah, we don't have any time to cover it, unfortunately, but we've almost left the biggest plus of the night unspoken, and it's a return to the Celtic squad of one Michael Johnson. But we'll get to that later, James. I know you want to discuss that Not in detail. Um, yeah, but from us, you know, as you say, positives to take, and I don't think there will be any hangover uh, come that game against Livingston on Saturday. We'll be back on Friday with the countdown to kick off for that one. But in the meantime, for myself and James, after a frustrating uh, night in the Champions League for Celtic, thanks for listening and we'll see you again very soon.
Podcast Network.